0: Hello, and welcome back to the Literally Just Me podcast. I am your host, Janae, here to talk TV. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. We are back with um episode 301 of Instant Star, titled Lose Yourself. I know last time I talked a lot about how. 2.13, the season 2 finale, was like a pretty big departure from the instant star that I think we all like got accustomed to. And this episode specifically was like a very clear dividing line between like the first two seasons and now we have this new very different feeling show, which I think has its good and bad parts and mostly the quote-unquote good parts in my opinion are that, like, Jude as a character is growing up, and so we can't, like, be at the high school all the time, right? That's understandable. We can't, like, have her continue to do naive things. Like, she is growing and learning. I don't know. It just... The episode itself, even down to, like, the cinematography? Is that the right phrase? (laughs) Even just, like, how the episode is shot and, like, some of the transitions and things like that. It's just such a different feeling show than the first two seasons. Again, in ways that are good and bad. But why am I stalling? Why am I rambling when I could just talk about the episode? So this episode, there is no B-plot. It's just A-plot because we have have cliffhangers to unhang, as it were. So (laughs) last episode, last season. The things we have to resolve are that in episode 213, it was highly inferred that Tommy probably has a child. His child is probably Tommy and Portia's child. Not confirmed, but that's what like the episode wanted you to believe. Also, some strange creepy man got drunk with Jude last episode and took pictures of her as she was blacked out or like slightly pre-blackout. <laughs> And is planning to extort her to the tune of fifty thousand dollars, or else he will show his ill-gotten photos to the press. So those are like the two big things that we have to resolve. We start off the episode and like this really snazzy limo. Uh, and Jude is like pulling up to the new instant star season. So this is the third one. Jude won the first one, obviously and then Mason won the second one and now we have like this new uh like group of finalists who it's called Jude Harrison Night on the show which is why she's like pulling up to this uh taping so it's Jude Harrison Knight there's a group of finalists who are singing different versions of Waste My Time from the first season and Jude's opening monologue for this episode is like going on about how she's like thinking back on Instant Star and how it's like changed her life kind of, but also that like future iterations of instant star are essentially, she thinks that G major is trying to replace her essentially. Um, and this line of thinking is strengthened by the fact that, uh, one of the finalists who seems to be the front runner, uh, is like an R and B pop star type. And so as she's watching, uh, this new finalist whose name is Karma. As she's watching her perform, that's when she starts thinking, like, oh, they're trying to replace me with, like, these instant star competitions, which isn't, like, an incorrect line of thinking, I suppose. So that happens. I forgot to mention that while she's in this limo pulling up to the, uh, the taping, you see her, like, trying to call Tommy, and it says, call failed. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, remember this? remember this mess? Do you remember? (laughs) Like them showing that in the first 30 seconds of the episode. So Karma, I want to talk more about her. Because like, when you get down to it, Karma's character is really just Eden from the first season, but with a lot more speaking lines. (laughs) Eden was like an R&B slash pop act. And Karma is also like an R&B slash pop act. Eden was very cutthroat, very, uh, I'll do whatever it takes to get my way, no matter who else becomes collateral damage. And Karma, we learned in this episode, is the same way. And honestly, I wish they would have not, like, redone this character (laughs) like I feel that they did, but if they were, like, dead set on making another iteration of Eden, I wish they would have, like, obscured Karma's cattiness and her cutthroatness a little bit more. Or maybe even, like, developed it out of her experience in the music industry. So what happens with Karma, through various (laughs) kind of contrivances, Jude lets it slip to Karma that she is being blackmailed by a creepy photo guy from the bar. And so she lets it slip, but Karma assures Jude, like, I'm not going to tell anybody because you asked me to, like, instant star sisterhood. Uh, She... Acts like she's Jude's friend. And it turns out Karma later in the episode tells Darius about this. And so Darius says to Jude like, Hey, I heard about the blackmail. I'll take care of it. But now you have to do something for me. Uh, So we learn super quickly, like halfway through the episode, that Karma's not to be trusted. She's catty. She stabbed Jude in the back immediately. And that's why I say that she's just an Eden copycat. So when I said I wish they would have like developed her cattiness, if they felt the need to make her catty at all, is because we just meet Karma and she's awful. Like (laughs) that's who she is off rip. And that's not, it's not interesting. It's not fun to watch again. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And I know that Karma like sticks around for the rest of the series and I don't think she becomes anything else besides (laughs) Caddy. So, I don't know. I just feel like it's such a waste. And that's not a knock on, like, Corey Lee, who is the actress who plays Karma or anything like that. It's just the decision to have this character at all is what I'm responding negatively to. So something that I did kind of skip over quickly, there's various, like, subtext of Jude's, like, feelings about her career. So in the beginning with the monologue, she was like musing about how she thinks G Major is planning to replace her. And so I think to kind of get ahead of, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? To get ahead of her being, of her feeling like she's being phased out by G Major, she wants to like try and distance herself from the show entirely and just like be an artist and not be the first instant star. Like kind of how I think Kelly Clarkson, like for a while there, she was like American Idol. She was the first one. And oh my God, she um, was the winner of this like very new special thing. But I think eventually she became a star that like transcended American Idol. Like it's almost kind of weird to think back on how like, oh, she was the first person to win that talent show. Like no one really thinks about it because her career has become a lot more than that. So I think that's essentially what Jude wants to copy. She doesn't want to be, tied to Instant Star so that she can grow and transcend the show and just be a star in her own right. Uh, I say all that because at the beginning of the episode, before she finds out that she's being blackmailed, she asks Darius if she cannot perform at the Instant Star finale. And he agrees initially, but then after he finds out she's being blackmailed and he quote unquote takes care of it, he says, no, you're gonna, you're gonna do the show again. (laughs) Just to tie up that loose thread. Oh, we get a quick scene where jude does get a phone call from tommy and she's asking him like where are you what's happening are you coming back etc etc and it's unclear how much time has passed since uh season two In the last episode it was snowing and it seems kind of summer-ish now i'm completely guessing so we're at the point where like months have passed and it's not also clear whether Tommy calling Jude in the scene is the first time that they've talked since then? I don't know. (laughs) The writers gave all of us crumbs and said, deal with it. (laughs) So Tommy calls Jude. They talk. He is like reassuring her and says that he's coming home soon. So she's super happy. Jude even like talks to Sadie about this. And she's like, at least he called me back. And Sadie's like, yeah, way to keep those expectations low. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you one phone call after being gone for what was probably months, and you're just stoked all over again. <laughs> so the halfway point of the episode. So is about to perform at the Instant Star finale. And who shows up but Tommy, finally. Uh, so they do like this slow-mo thing where like Jude is discovering him like walking out from behind this wall and he's just like staring lovingly at him and he's like giving her a little smile back and it's so cute. But then the baby, the little child from last season uh, like comes out from behind him and this baby like runs up to Portia and Portia like picks her up and is like kissing her face, da da da. Which again is supposed to make you the viewer think that this is Portia and Tommy's child that he went to the States to go pick up for some reason. We never talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Like they wrap up what happens with that at the end of the episode and I'll get there, but I got to talk about what happens next, uh, which is like the greatest scene in this episode and my favorite Jamie moment probably ever. Uh, So once Jude sees a child, she says like, I can't believe it. And storms off. She doesn't say anything to him. She doesn't want to talk about it or have him explain. She just storms off dramatically. Whatever. So she goes into her dressing room and like flips out. Because of course she does. (laughs) This was another like such an embarrassing moment to see her like flip out at the idea that maybe he had a child from a past relationship. He's like twenty five at this point. Or no, I don't think a full year has passed. So he's 24 still. Whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? So Jude's in her dressing room. She's flipping out. She like throws a fruit basket. I don't even. (laughs) And then Jamie comes in to save the day, to pick up the pieces, (laughs) and put Jude back together again. But Jamie gives the best monologue the most timely a a perfect perfect monologue here i almost want to just like play it verbatim because it's like everything that needed to be said in this moment so jamie like starts off by joking around like oh is it time for you to like mess your life up again (laughs) and she's like not trying to hear it she's crying she's hysterical uh, and Jude asks Jamie, "Like, Tommy is a kid. Did you know this?" And <laughs> Jamie says verbatim, "Don't you ever get tired of talking about him?" <laughs> Which, like, T <tea>, for real. <laughs> uh, but this just like sets Jude off, and she just like keeps getting more and more hysterical. And Jamie finally, like, raises his voice and says, like, every time he does something bad, you crumble, you give up. And she's like, yeah, I'm always, like, I always end up the sucker. It's, every everything sucks. I'm always, like, I'm always getting fucked over. And Jamie says, you're not, like, you're not a sucker, you're a victim. And whose fault is that? <laughs> Oh, man, he was spitting. (laughs) It was just such a perfect monologue. It was everything that needed to be said. So Jamie says, like, you're always the victim. And whose fault is that? Meaning, like, it's her fault that she collapses whenever Tommy does something. Like, she's in charge of her actions. He can do whatever he wants. She doesn't need to crumble as a result. Um. (laughs) And there's even a moment where like, Jamie's saying this, like, you act like such a victim, etc. And etc. <laughs> and Jude's response to him, like, reading her for filth is like, oh, so you hate me too? And Jamie's literally like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. That's not. <laughs> How did you get that from what I said? And he finally, like, calms down and says, like, maybe it's time to grow up. And that I think at some point, kind of, like, resonates with her. Uh, She's still, like, crying at the end, but it kind of, like, calms her down a little bit, and she maybe kind of sees the error of her ways. Who knows? But it was perfect. Oh, God, I love it so much. (laughs) If there was anything from this episode that I could go back and rewatch, it was him dragging her by her scalp. (laughs) And I say dragging her, for comedic effect because it really you can tell in the way he says it that it's exasperation but it's also a speech that's coming from a good place where he's like tearing her down because he wants her to be better because she's way above throwing her life away (laughs) multiple times over a man (laughs) i couldn't support that message anymore so that happens it's wonderful really the last notable thing here is that they finally resolve the Tommy and the child storyline. So <laughs> what happens is after Jude's performance, Tommy and the child, she never gets a name, this child. She <laughs> she just exists in scenes and people like pick her up and older, but never given a name. Okay. Uh, so Tommy and the child are like, backstage or something Darius appears in the shot and the child runs up to Darius and says daddy oh it's Darius's child <laughs> and Darius says something like ever since her mom got back on drugs you're the only one that I could trust with this assignment or I don't think he calls it an assignment but it's implied that Darius sent Tommy to Idaho, Wyoming? One of those states. (laughs) He sent Tommy there to pick up his daughter and then bring her back to Canada because he trusts him? (laughs) There is no one else in Wyoming that could have picked this child up for you? I don't... (laughs) It's so confounding and just makes me feel like they had something else planned and then like backfired, just backstepped and just said, no, nah, it's Darius's kid, whatever. That's that's easy. That's simple, whatever. But like, it's <laughs> it's so frustrating because this doesn't explain the scary bald man from the end of the last episode. Why was he there? If it was truly just Tommy doing a good deed for Darius, why was he? Why would someone need to like force him into a car? To go to Colorado, (laughs) like it doesn't make sense. It was obviously retconned. There's that's the only explanation, because there's also a scene in two thirteen, at the very end, uh, when Jude goes back after, uh, like ditching her performance, and Darius. I swear to God, he says, "Where's Tommy? Why would he play it off if he knew that he sent Tommy?" To go to Alaska to pick up this child. (laughs) (laughs) So, whatever. It's not Tommy's kid. It's Darius' kid. Darius' nameless child. Uh, Jude doesn't figure this out. Or, not figure it out. Jude doesn't learn this in this episode. Because the show writers are going to do the thing where the characters aren't going to talk out. (laughs) their conflict, at least not right away. They're going to ratchet up the tension by just having them avoid each other. Whatever. So that's really the epi- oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I almost said that's the episode without covering the big thing that informs the whole next episode. So the last piece to wrap up is the picture thing. So Darius, like in the middle of the episode said, I'm gonna take care of it for you, meaning like the blackmail and the extortion from this guy. Jude. <laughs> so she also has an ending uh, voiceover, which usually doesn't happen. It's usually just the beginning one. But anyway, she has an ending voiceover where she says like,, uh, blah blah blah, grown-ups choose their their future. They choose their stories. So taking what Jamie said, and applying it to the picture scenario. So what happens is that Jude scans the photos that creepy bar guy sent. She scans them and she puts them up on her website. She does this because if she posts the photos, it, there's no way that he can extort her because the photos are already out in circulation. Uh, so no one has to pay any money to this guy and she gets to like say that she did this because she's a grown-up. which. That's really not what Jamie meant when he said, be a grown-up. He <laughs> didn't mean to show your drunk pictures on the internet, but hey, a lesson's a lesson. <laughs> uh, so that's the very last thing that happens in the episode. The episode ends with her posting her blackout pictures on her website. And there's actually something that I didn't catch uh, the first time I watched this episode. So there's a quick scene where... she's posting these pictures uh, you get like a shot of her website (laughs) and there's a little bit of like text on the screen which i guess is supposed to be like a blog post that accompanies that's supposed to accompany these pictures so i'm just going to read it just to give you more insight as to why she made this decision in the first place so it says hey everyone just wanted to post the latest pics i was going to show you these great shots from our recording studio But then something crazy happened that I wanted to share with my loyal community. Someone who told me he was a quote-unquote friend took these photos of me without me knowing. I was so embarrassed and pretty angry. But then I thought, we all screw up, don't we? Oh, I read that wrong. We all screw up, don't we? (laughs) It's what makes us human? It starts getting a little fuzzy here for me. It's what makes us human so... Oh god... So something, the pictures of me, uh, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm showing you them all. What am I thinking? (laughs) And that's how uh, the blog post ends. (laughs) So that is the last thing that happens in the episode. So all of our cliffhangers are resolved. I don't remember if I said it earlier because my memory is awful, I guess, but karma wins instant star. I don't know if I made that clear. Uh, That becomes important next episode and in the rest of the season. Also, I was just remembering that this episode and 302 uh, were actually shown together as like a one hour season premiere back when this was on the end. It was actually a pretty good idea. Uh, The events are pretty closely tied just based on like the picture thing. Uh, But also, I think the events are different enough that it makes sense to talk about them in separate episodes. And it also means I get to stretch this podcast out an extra week. (laughs) But yes, that is it for episode 301. As far as the plot goes, as is tradition, it's time for the song and episode ratings. So this episode's song is called I Don't Know If I Should Stay. And it's a fine song. It's cool. Um, It's one of those songs that wasn't like, Um, like, teased in any way. It wasn't a big part of the episode. It just played at the end of the episode. And like I said, it's a good song, but it's just one of those, it's just kind of there and isn't critical at all to the show. All that to say, I would give it, uh, I'll go 7 out of 10. I'm always partial to a good piano ballad. So, the episode rating, I mean, I've already talked about my grievances with how this episode functions as a follow-up to the cliffhangers (laughs) especially the child one it's just it doesn't logically follow the explanation that the show writers give it just it doesn't and goes to further the idea that episode 213 existed solely to ratchet up the tension because are we ever going to see the nameless child again probably not is it ever going to get discussed again probably not at least not after Jude finds out that it's an his kid. Because I guess that's the very, very last thread to sew up. Whatever. All that to say that I wasn't really a fan of the episode. But the one thing that I would go back and watch over again, over and over again, is Jamie's monologue with Jude when he is exposing her. Because <laughs> it really is good. I think the actor who plays Jamie... His name, I'm blanking on right now, but he's like one of the stronger actors on the show, I think. And his performance uh, in that monologue section is, it's really good. Uh, So on my patented scale of five and over means that I would watch the episode again. And under five means I wouldn't. I would watch the episode again solely for the monologue. With that said, I'll give the episode, I'll go six out of ten. It's fine. <laughs> Which usually means I think it's not great, but it's not awful, so it's fine. So with the song rating of seven out of ten, and the episode rating of six out of ten. Episode three hundred one of *Instant Star*, *Lose Yourself*. Get six and a half. Get six and a half party picks out of ten. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast, as usual. If you would like to get in touch with me? My contact information is in the episode description. Otherwise, I will see you all on the next one. Bye!